How's it going? Welcome to Dirty Real Estate Show, where we provide bite-sized actionable tips and hacks along with interviews of industry experts to help you elevate your land investment journey. My name is Eric Cole. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Marshall. Let's go. How's it going, Mike? Going real good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Great. Hanging in there. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So today we're, we're going to talk about trust the process, right? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, you hear that all the time <laughs> from people, trust the process, trust the process. Well, what does that really mean? And then really, what does it really mean in the context of uh, land investing? No, for sure. I think most people get kind of um, hung up on the acquisition side of things, right? Because a lot of these... Um, you know, especially in when you first start it, it gets kind of scary, right? You know, because you don't know you, you you're 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 investing a lot of money up front on the mailers or whatever marketing campaign you're doing, and you don't know if it's gonna work, right? And I think most people kind of fear that they're gonna lose money. To me, yes, you might lose money on your first or two, you know, campaigns, but it comes down to the research and it's part of the part of the expense, right? part of the business expense. No, that makes sense. I mean, and like, obviously there's um, a lot of, you know, courses out there in terms of where people are coming from, but, you know, in large part, the process is, is essentially the same, but I would just say that regardless of where you come from in terms of what education you came from in the land space, just is to follow that process, whatever it is, follow that process to the T and really push that through and be consistent about that. And then see where that takes you before you start tweaking stuff, you know? Don't just like go and start trying to dissect a process before you've actually gotten into it yourself. Try to run that process, run a handful of deals through it first before you start looking at where to tweak stuff. Yeah, most of these, um, you know, most of the processes from all these different, you know, gurus out there, I truly believe they all work. Um, You know, I know that for myself, I've taken a couple of courses from, you know, from people and, they all work. I mean, they all have their own unique spin to it. And then my point is, you know, just what, especially in the beginning, right? You get, you just got to do it. Like what Mike Marshall is saying, just follow to the T, then you're going to figure out what needs to be, you know, um, change or alter or whatever, according to, you know, your personality and, and, and budget, right? Because there's no, to me, there's no blueprint. Like I don't think it's, uh, okay, you know, here's the blueprint to this land investment business, take this and run with it. Like right. it's all different. Like there's different markets that, you know, the operator is different. Like you personality is different. You know, yeah. your budget is different. You know what I mean? And so right. just trust the process initially, then figure out your own process after that. that exactly. For you. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody's all these different courses or whatever out there, like I said, they all work. And, you know, you're going to eventually determine what really works for you, what doesn't, you know, what you little tweaks you need to make. And I think you made a great point that shouldn't be overlooked is that sometimes it's market specific too. Oh, yeah. Characteristics that are going on in that market in terms of its valuation, or maybe it's like even things as like access to title companies or good title companies. So there's all these little variables that kind of play into it that you'll have to tweak it eventually to fit you and your business. But at the outset, you really need to like decide on a process, make a choice, you know, and really follow through with that. I mean, I guess I'd say 
try to run a, at least a good 10 to 20 of these deals through it before you start trying to like tweak stuff out and, and try to like um, over criticize and deconstruct stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Cause if you can get about 10 deals or more, right. Mm-hmm. That means the process is working and right. you might have inconsistency in deal flow, whatever it is, but you need to just kind of go back and analyze those 10 deals like what worked and what did it. And then just scale that. If you want to do hundred deals is, do probably five to 10 times more to work or send out more mailers or whatever it is. And like, because the process is proven, if you're able to get 10 plus deals, it, it, the process works. Like you don't really need to tweak it that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, just trust the process. I keep saying that, but it's so true. You know, I think most people get kind of like nervous. It's like, Oh, well, you know, I, I've done 10 deals, but I want to get to like hundred, but yet, you know, I don't think the process that I'm, you know, using is working. Like that's not always true. It's just that you've done 10 deals. You just have to work more, <laughs> like do more of that. Not necessarily working more, but like maybe do more uh, mailers or, you know, whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I think the most like unfortunate circumstance would be is when somebody's brand new to the business, they've gone into one of these courses, they feel as though they've done everything by the book. And then for some reason or another, it doesn't work. You know, they don't get the responses or they get too many responses and they figured out that they priced everything too high. Whatever it is that they did, you know, that fits into this box calling it, it doesn't work. The first time that if that happens to you the first time out, a lot of people are going to get discouraged and hang it up and say this whole thing just doesn't work. That's the most unfortunate situation because in reality is, is that eventually everybody's going to run into a situation where you look at that mail or that campaign and you go, you know what, that one didn't work or it didn't work to the level that I wanted it to. If that happens your first time out or your second time out, that's hard to get over, but you have to get over it. You have to like go and push forward with it because number one, you never know what's going to come from that mailer down the road. Something can come to you months later, but even a year or two later. Yeah. Yeah. So that can certainly happen. But you gotta, you can't, you can't just like um, hang up and, and walk away. You gotta look back at those those failures as learning experiences, as we always say, and really deconstruct that and say, did I follow the process? Did I follow it through? And if you feel that you did, you may just have to chalk it up to being an anomaly at that moment and really go out there and do it again and just try to refine. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that. You know, I know when I first started, right? Um, I, I think my first mailer did okay, and I bombed the second one. And, you know, when I look back, right, it's really not the process. It was me. Like, I was not good enough to be able to identify the market, identify the price per acre in the area. I didn't know the market that well. And then when I when someone calls back or whatever, I didn't know what to say, right? Like right. the lingo and things like that. I didn't know how to do sales. But as I kind of go further down my career, I start reading books, learning that kind of stuff, like adding more skills to my toolbox. Mm-hmm. I was able to do more deals. So it's not so much on the the process. It's more like sometimes it's, it's, it's yourself. You, yeah. know, you just need to get better. <laughs> yeah, you got to get better. Exactly. It does come down to that. I mean, you know, and, and, and being consistent, you know, too, like consistent in all the things that you sure. do. So if it's you're educating yourself, being consistent about that, you know, um, consistency in terms of your mailings, you know, too, you know, or if you're doing text message or whatever your marketing campaign is being consistent in that, 
you know, so consistency plays into it, you know, um, big time. And, you know, you just hate to see somebody get totally discouraged and walk away from it without actually just following that path, because that path has been worn down by a lot of people, regardless of where you're coming from. There's a lot of people that have been successful at it, you know, and you can't just um, hang it up and say that land investing doesn't work or real estate investing doesn't work. Obviously it does. There's something that is either an anomaly or like you said, Eric, sometimes it's you and you got to have like a really self, you know, critical look at yourself and say, what could I do better? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, in the acquisition process, I mean, you know, we, it's all about consistency, like what you said. Like you have to, you know, the follow up and, you know, most people would not buy or would not sell like on your first, you know, contact, right? It's multiple contacts. And the more you can kind of do the follow up, I mean, everything, if you, if you've been in this business long enough, you know that it's all about the follow up, Mm -hmm. right? Because people change their mind all the time, you know, this life situation changes and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to have a, you know, consistency of following up. And that could be part of the process that you're tweaking. So I don't know if like, you know, depending on which guru you you kind of, you know, learn from, but most of them don't really teach you on the follow-up, right? They just uh, hit them up one time and that's it and move on, you know? So, you know, that itself maybe needs a little tweak in, in that quote-unquote process. But other than that, like it works. You just need to do it. And and get more educated, more experienced, and the deals will come. Yeah, just, yeah. I think um, yeah. I think the other thing that kind of um, hurts people too is if they're starting with a very limited budget, like you mentioned before, you know. And if they start with that very limited budget, then it's the stress of I got to make it work the first time out the door, you know. And so you know, there's a lot of conversation out there about well, how much money do I need to actually start in the land business, you know? And I'm not going to answer that here and now. Yeah. We'll do an episode just on that. Yeah because, yeah. because the truth is, is not like if you have really like skinny, like really tight budgets, you might, this might probably not be for you. And just yeah. be honest. That's you know the I mean? truth. That's because true. it's like a gamble. Like you do a sports bet, like you hope you're going to win and you lose and you lose all the money. Like that's right. not how you, it's a business. My yeah. point is, it's a business is real, is legit. Like you need to treat it like a business. And the yeah. business is based around the process, and you know, and you know, you kind of going back, the game, you yeah, know? you have to. I mean, you gotta take this seriously. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can start it as a hobby or side hustle, but you know, if you really want to replace your current income or whatever it is, you gotta take this seriously, and you need to follow the process. Every big companies out there that I know, especially in the franchise, you know, models, it's all about the process. Mm-hmm. It's all about the process, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how all those companies have done so extremely well is creating these systems and following those processes to a T exactly. over, and over again. Yeah. And and, make- and then you'd be surprised that like, you know, even these big Fortune 500 companies, like the process you think like they may have this like crazy, crazy processes and stuff like that. But sometimes you find like, you know, it's not the case. Like just keep it simple too, right? Keep it mm-hmm. simple and just like, be consistent. Like that's really like the takeaway for me, you know, as I'm, you know, progressing in my real estate investing journey is keep it simple. Yeah. (laughs) Keep it simple, trust the process and just do more of that. Right. Exactly, man. I love it. Cool. Cool. 
any last word? No, that's it, man. You summed it up. Cool, man. Um, I think that's it for today. Until next time. Take care, guys. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, there's a lot of value in this, and I hope you can take these actionable items and apply it to your real estate land investment business. Uh, if you feel like we brought some value to you, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This will allow the algorithm to kind of push a, a podcast up higher and get more reach so that we can help more people. And also share with your friends, you know, your investor friends or whoever are kind of in that investing space. Uh, until next time, have a good one.